the sports dance. Hey everyone and welcome to the Sports Dance. I'm your host Greg and I am feeling fantastic. Granted it might be the mint juleps that I'm sipping on right now, but who cares? I mean right? Mint juleps are delicious. And if you don't know why I'm drinking mint juleps, because they're really only meant for one time of year, it's because the Kentucky Derby is right around the corner. And when I say that, I mean tomorrow. If you didn't know that, either you don't bet on horses, you don't care about the Kentucky Derby, or you don't go to parties where you get dressed up all fancy. I do one of those. I get dressed up all fancy. Why? Because it makes me feel special. Come on. I got the Derby hat. Not the big floppy ones. I got like the nice cool little ones that guys wear. Don't worry. I'm not out here flopping around in a big sun hat. Granted, I could pull it off if I had to. Just saying. But yeah. Sipping some mint juleps. They're delicious. Really only ever have them around the derby season because they're not a drink that you really want to have a lot of. Tons of sugar and mint. Two things I don't love in my drink, but I make an exception for this time of year. Derby, like I said, is tomorrow. And, you know, big derby news came out the other day on Wednesday. The favorite, Omaha Beach, won't be competing due to breathing issues. It's a shame. You never want to see the favorite go down due to something that they can't control. You always want to know if you're in it, you want to beat the best. He's probably going to miss the whole Triple Crown season, so good for the other horses. Good for the other guys that may have had a chance for the Triple Crown. Triple Crown doesn't happen often. It's happened, I think, twice now in the past few years. So, you know, maybe this opens the door for another horse, maybe Roadster. It's one of the horses I know that's going to be the favorite now for Saturday. The most interesting part of this is... Omaha Beach, breathing issues? Come on, that shouldn't hold you back. With a name like Omaha Beach, what it means to us as people in the U.S., World War II, fantastic times, at least for us, not so much Germany. But I get it, you gotta do it. The most interesting part of this whole thing, though, is the owner, Rick Porter, who owns Omaha Beach, had to scratch a horse by the name of Normandy Invasion five years ago, also from the Kentucky Derby. Hey, Rick, just a thought, just throwing this out there. Maybe stop naming your horses after World War II events. It seems like it's not a good thing for you. It doesn't seem lucky for you in any sort of way. It seems like any horse with a World War II name that you own can't run in the Kentucky Derby, which is kind of like the biggest deal in the whole horse racing season. Now, that's just me thinking that. I'm pretty sure most people think that. But you don't hear about all these other horse races all the time being talked about. There's three races everybody knows about because it's the Triple Crown. And the Kentucky Derby kicks it all off. It's like the masters of horse racing. If you ask anybody to name one golf event, they'd probably say the masters. If you ask anybody to name a horse racing event... Kentucky Derby. The most astonishing thing about this, though, to me, isn't the horse races and this horse sadly not being able to race. But has anybody ever actually been to the Kentucky Derby? Like, the surrounding area of the Derby is not the best. It's astounding. Everybody 
at the Derby. It's so dressed up, so fancy, high class for this race. And then when you like go like a mile or two outside of the grounds, not the best. Not the best, at least from what I've heard. I've never been personally. If I ever make tons of money, it'd be awesome. But that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. That, that's just facts. Plain and simple. It's just facts. But because Omaha Beach is not going to be competing, it does open it up. If you're looking to bet, and if you do, go to my bookie. Play the ad later, but real quick. Go to my bookie, 12-ounce sports, get the whole extra money and all that fun stuff to use. But you now have a chance to bet on Game Winner, who's a 92 favorite. And then there's Improbable and Roadster, who were instilled as the co-second choices at 5-1, to one, which is pretty good. You know, those three horses, you would think, you know, make a $10 bet on each of them. Why not? Why not? I mean, what's 10 bucks? If you want to, if you have more than that to throw around, well, look at you, Mr. Moneybags. Not all of us have that green to flush and throw around on betting. But good for you. I'm kind of jealous, if you couldn't tell. But yeah, those are the three horses now to look for since Omaha Beach is no longer going to be able to compete. It's a shame for that. If you don't really care about the Kentucky Derby in general and you're just going to watch it, enjoy some mint juleps like I am. It's Hey, it's Friday afternoon. Start now. Take a good nap. Have a few more. Posting is until 6-something. It's always like 6-23 or something like that. Some odd time. So you got you have all day to relax, hang out, get, you know, nice liquored up, have a good time. Maybe have some of the craft brewed sports beer recommendations of the week. I don't know what they're having. I forget. But have some of that. Who knows? But have a good time. All right. Kentucky Derby, though. That was Derby talk. Went longer than I thought it would. Not going to lie. I didn't give you much knowledge. I just gave you kind of the odds. You could look that up in a handbook. And by handbook, I mean like the internet. So let's get into some other sports, some more, you know, knowledgeable sports that I have, at least on my end, because I don't know a lot about horse racing. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. The playoffs are now in the second round. The East and West both had their top four seeds advanced. Not surprising. I mean, I did think in the West you may have had an upset with the Thunder. Maybe the Spurs did not happen. Spurs did go seven games with the Nuggets. They were close. Just for some reason at the very end of the game, decided not to foul. Guess that's why you get home court advantage. The players physically couldn't hear Popovich and the other guys shouting at them to foul when you're down four with like 10 seconds left in the game. Seemed like a logical choice. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, top four seeds advanced. The series have started. Everything has kind of gone back and forth between teams. You have two series that are at 1-1 right now. Bucks Celtics, and then the Nuggets Blazers are both at 1-1. They play tonight. You have Golden State and the Rockets. Golden State is up 2-0 in that. And then you have the Toronto Sixer series, which is 2-1. So, you know, great overall series so far. The one we were all really looking forward to has not so far gone in any way that we hoped, at least for me. I thought the Rockets had a really good chance, you know, to take advantage of the Warriors having to play six games against the Clippers. Took them a while to close out that series. I thought Rockets being rested, they'd come in hot. Golden State's kind of been up and down in their play, especially at Oracle. They've won their first two games at home. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. They have home court advantage. They won the first two games at home. This is the series that I think we were all looking to watch. 
yes, the other series are good. Celtics Bucks has just been basically one blowout game against another blowout game. Celtics blew out game one, get blew up Bucks in game one. Bucks blew out Celtics in game two. Hopefully for every fan of both teams and NBA playoffs in general, that's not how that keeps going because nobody likes to see a series where it's just full of blowouts and the one team eventually wins four games. You want to see close games, games that are competitive, games that get you kind of biting your fingernails at the end because you just don't know what's going to happen. But so far, that series has done none of that. Sixers, Raptors has been very good. The key with that, excuse me, just burped a little. Key with that is Joel Embiid's health. First two games, he's kind of looking shaken up. Third game, I mean, he he does what he does. Joel Embiid does what he does, but playing through injuries, he's a different player, and you can see it. So that series is still good, competitive. Nuggets, Blazers, I think Nuggets won game one. You kind of thought maybe going in, they just came off a big series win. They had the momentum. Blazers had a few days off. Give them a win. I think the Trailblazers end up winning that series overall. Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, just way more talented than any guys on the Nuggets. You have the Joker on with Jokic. I think I just butchered that. For the Nuggets, he's their guy. If he doesn't do well, they're not going to do well. He plays pretty well every game, though. So it gives him a shot. But Jamal Murray has a quad injury that he suffered in the game on Wednesday night. Not really sure how this is going to affect him going forward. Took him out of the game for a while. Yeah, Torrey Craig broke his nose. He had the scuff at the end with Enos Cantor, which if anybody looked at that replay and thought Cantor did anything on purpose there, you're crazy. It did have coaches and some players kind of getting a scuffle in the middle of the court. Guys, look at the replay. Cantor clearly just turns around. Craig is right there. He bumps into him. I get, if anything, you can say, yeah, we didn't even stop him, check if he was okay or any of that. That's not who Cantor is, all right? He's not going to do that. He doesn't care. But it was not in any way malicious intent. Whereas you could look at maybe Draymond Green poking James Harden in the eye and make the claim the other way that maybe it was done with intent. Probably not. It looked pretty mistaken. But last year... Poke LeBron James in the eye, got his eyes all red. This year, James Harden. I do think game two. So, game two, Warriors win by six. If Harden played that whole game uninjured, I think the Rockets win. I do. He was in the locker room getting treated with his eyes for over a, for about a basically a full quarter's length. He went out with about seven minutes in the first, came back with about six, seven minutes left in the second. It's a lot of time off the court for your best player, especially when your best player who was putting up record number of 30-plus point games throughout the regular season. And he still put up 29 with, if you have not seen a picture of his eyes, it looks like he has pink eye. Like, his eyes are clearly got hurt, scratched. Luckily, the cornea, nothing was wrong with that. He has a few days to rest. Talking about rest, the NBA could have scheduled Warriors-Rockets Game 3 tonight. Game four Saturday. Every other day type schedule. Did they do that? No. What they did was they get three days off of the series from game two to game three. Whereas the Nuggets and Blazers play every other night. And I think Sixers Raptors are essentially playing every other night too. They may have had a two they had, I think they had two days off. But in general, why why out of every series did the Warriors Rockets get three days off? 
traveling from Oakland, California to Houston, Texas, not that bad. Just don't get it. Clearly, they're doing it to get them the 8.30 slot on Saturday night by themselves. That's going to be the game to watch. That series, though, I still think the Rockets have a chance. Warriors did what they were supposed to do. They won their first two games at home. Did they do it convincingly? No. That's why I think the uh, Rockets still have a chance at this. Chris Paul, James Harden, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, they all seem to be able to take advantage of the Warriors. Scoring, they're playing pretty good defense. Steph dislocated his finger. Who knows if that's going to affect him going forward. He does not play up to his regular season level in big game playoff series. So far, he has not done anything impressive. The one that's carrying this team is Kevin Durant. And since he has come out saying, I am Kevin Durant, a few games ago in the postseason, he has shown he is a dominant, dominant force to be reckoned with. Which, I mean, he should be. He is one of the top three players in the league. It's hard to say who these other two are right now. He's at least top three. You can put LeBron in there just because you're always going to put LeBron in there as long as he's healthy. If LeBron is healthy and playing at 100%, top three player, no matter what, he can do it all. Who's number two? Who's number three in there? It's up for debate. You throw a lot of guys in there. Kawhi could be thrown in there. Joel B could be thrown in there. Paul George. I'm not going to put Russell Westbrook in there because he does not know how to shoot a three to save his life. He's probably building a house right now with all his bricks. But Kevin Durant is a force. Steph Curry, when he's on top of his game, yeah, really impressive. But when he's doing what he does now, where he's not putting up great shots, he's missing multiple three-pointers in a row, and then doing little shimmy shakes at the end, come on. But Warriors up 2-0. I'm really hoping Rockets bounce back because I did say the Rockets were going to win this series. So right now, not making me look good. Making people who said I was crazy look good. Me, not so much. It's just how it is. Looking at the other series, like I said, Bucks celtics blowout each game. Really can't say much until after you see what happens Friday. Hopefully, maybe in Boston, some somewhat closer series. Sixers, Raptors, really, again, just depends on Embiid's health. And Blazers... Nuggets already said what's going to happen there. Let's be honest. My focus, your focus as an NBA fan, unless you're a fan of one of these other teams, is Warriors, Rockets. You assume whoever wins that series probably wins the NBA title this year. That's just that's just my opinion. I really hope that's not the case because I said the Warriors weren't going to win the finals this year. I didn't even think they were going to make the finals. So I'm going to look really, really bad if that happens. But that's why we do this, right? That's why I give my opinion on a show called The Sports Dance. And you give your opinion. You can give me your opinion anytime you want at the Sports Dance underscore on Twitter, at the Sports Dance on Facebook, Instagram, anything you want. But my opinion was the Warriors weren't going to make it to the finals, especially without Boogie. I think he added just that extra piece, the extra motivation that guys need it. They've all been there a few times. They've all won championships. There's no new blood that's like, we, let's go get this ring. And who knows? Will KD be back next year? I only think he's back next year if the Warriors lose. If they win, he definitely is going to leave. That's just my honest opinion. That's just how I feel about it. Say what you want. 
but we all are watching this series because this is the one that's going to be the most captivating, has the most storylines, does everything. On a side note with this series, uh, Nene and Draymond Green got technicals, little finger technical, whatever you want to call it, the referee did. Which, come on, just do the full technical foul like Whitey and Eight Crazy Nights. Just full on, make the team motion. I don't know what this index to index finger thing is. Just looked just looked incredibly dumb for whatever referee that was. But their technicals were withdrawn, so that's good. At least for Warriors, because Draymond already had three this postseason. If he got up to seven, I think it is, he gets suspended for a game. Not great for them. But, yeah. Besides that, for NBA, the only other thing I want to talk about in the NBA is even though LeBron James is not in the playoffs, doesn't matter because Skip Bayless won't let you forget his feelings on LeBron. Playoffs or not. That's right. We're back to really Skip. Here it is. Skip, That is right, really Skip is back for this week. And honestly, looking at it, this is just troll Skip Bayless at the peak of trolling Skip Bayless. It's what he does. He gets under your skin. He says things that are just completely ludicrous. Insane. Asinine. All that. Whatever you want to say. And this is what he has for us this week. Now, like I said, it involves LeBron James, who is not in the playoffs, has no reason to be talked about. He's enjoying his offseason because, guess what? After eight, nine straight years of getting to the NBA Finals, I mean, the man deserves a break because his team was terrible because he joined the Lakers. And they were just a complete joke this year. But that's not the point. He's on his vacation. He's not involved. He's not doing anything. He's maybe commenting on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. But he has no reason to be talked about. No reason to be having shots taken at him for any unnecessary reason. But Skip finds a way. You want to know why? Because Skip always finds a way. This is what Skip Bayless had to say this week. For really, Skip... Tom Brady is spending a little off-season time out here in L.A. In LeBron's new neighborhood, Brentwood, and working out at UCLA. That means, for now, LeBron is the second-best athlete in his neighborhood. Skip. Skip. Skip, skip, skip. Really, Skip? Come on. Second-best athlete in his neighborhood now? Are you kidding me? Makes no sense at all. How can you say he is the second best athlete in his neighborhood? Because Tom Brady, a great quarterback, yes. Six-time Super Bowl champ. Hall of Famer, no doubt. But athlete? Second best. Think about the word athlete. You think about an athlete. What do you picture? Did you picture Tom Brady? No. What did you picture? Some muscular guy that you know can do like jump far, run fast, do do all the things. Know who that sounds like? LeBron James. The man is a freak of nature at his age. And you're saying he's the second best athlete in his neighborhood? All right. Do everything, every sport, every possible thing except throwing a football. Who won? LeBron James. Do you want to know why? 
because he's one of the best athletes in the entire world in the history of sports. He is a physical specimen. If you look throughout all of sports history, find me 50 guys that could top LeBron James in athletic ability. 50. Five. Two. Give me, give me all the numbers. There's nobody that you can throw at me that I would say LeBron James cannot go up and compare against. Unless you want to give like some, unless you're going sports specific. That's all you can do. You can only be sports. LeBron is fast. He can jump high. He can, he looks like he can lift a lot of weights. So to sit here and say that Tom Brady makes him the second best athlete in his own neighborhood is just ridiculous, Skip. I get it. You have a man crush on Tom Brady. You don't talk bad about Tom Brady. You talk bad about LeBron. You criticize every little aspect of LeBron James. But to sit here and just tweet ultimate troll move. Ultimate troll move. That's all that all it is. And guess what? It works. It gets under my skin. It gets under your skin. It gets under everybody's skin. Because to think a guy is sitting there going, <laughs> Tom Brady went out to California. And clearly since he's staying in LeBron's neighborhood for a few days, makes LeBron the second best athlete in his neighborhood right now, is ridiculous. It makes no sense whatsoever. Why, why, what's even the need to put it out here? It has no reference into what's going on in sports. Cool. Tom Brady went out to California. He has a house out there. Or at least he did. He built a giant house. I think he sold it. But no reason. NFL offseason is not going on. LeBron James isn't in the playoffs. None of this has anything to do with anything whatsoever. Except you just want eyeballs on your account. And it worked. I fell into the trap. I get that. But Skip, like, doesn't it hurt to tweet something like that out? Don't you question yourself as a sports personality? Maybe your integrity? I don't know. Do you have integrity? It doesn't seem like it. LeBron James is one of the top, I'm going to say, 10 physical athletes of all time. And to have you say Tom Brady is a better athlete than LeBron James makes me think you're off your meds. Stop drinking the dew, the diet dew, whatever it is. Just stop. LeBron is a better athlete. He's still number one in his neighborhood. Doesn't matter who's in his neighborhood. Still the better athlete. Alright? Plain and simple. There's only a few guys that come to mind that maybe could compete with him. Bo Jackson is one of them. That's about it. But to look at Tom Brady and say, I, I, I'm, like always, I'm a loss for words to dealing with Skip. To say that Tom Brady makes LeBron James the second best athlete in his neighborhood is just really Skip. Ugh. Skip. Skip. Skip, Skip, Skip. Come on, Skip. Really, Skip? That was really Skip this week. Sorry for that Skip rant at the end. It just, it was frustrating, folks. It was frustrating. That's been really Skip. All right, enough with the ranting, though. Time for a quick ad from my bookie. 
Ever want to make a wager but don't know where? Go to MyBookie. Use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS to get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Listen to all our gambling shows, then put that knowledge to practice on MyBookie. Make sure to use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS to get the bonus. You can find their banners and links to, on every page of our website at www.12OUNCESPORTSRADIO.COM or go to MyBookie.ag. All right, again, that's my bookie. Go there for NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, which we're going to get into right now. Kentucky Derby, MLB, everything you could want. All right, so let's go check it out. So NHL playoffs, we're now in round two as well. Plenty of action going on. Some teams, like the Islanders, are on the verge of getting swept, where most series are 2-1, 2-2, moving on. The big story that I'm going to talk about in hockey, because, again, I'm not a hockey aficionado. I'm not trying to be. But the big storyline that I've seen, at least, is Brad Marchand's defenseless hit. If you haven't seen it by now, Marchand takes a little swing at the back of the head. And by a little swing, it was kind of a dirty play. Not going to lie. Took a swing at Columbus Blue Jackets defenseman Scott Harrington at like the end of the period of the third period, towards the very end of the game, before skating away nonchalantly before refs anybody could see it. And even though the refs don't see it, nothing happens, none of that, you knew the league was going to see it. I mean, there's video everywhere of what exactly happened, all different angles. And really, what's the point of doing something like this outside of Marshawn coming off as kind of a dirtbag? Plain and simple, that's all it is. All he's doing is coming off looking bad, looking like a cheap player, dirty player. And for what reason? It gets you nothing. It, gets, it didn't get you the win. didn't get you anything else. You're lucky you're not getting suspended. But Marshawn has a knack for this. He is known for kind of these type of plays. And by that, I mean after the play is over, kind of doing little things here and there. Last year in the playoffs, I remember he got yelled at for licking slash kissing players on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, you heard that right. He was licking players during, I don't even know, during stoppage time, during timeouts on the ice. It sounds weird to say. Plain and simple. It sounds like a very odd thing to say. Because it is. It's weird. It's gross. I don't even know why licking an opponent. I can see psychologically why that might bother a guy. Yes. But at the same time, what's going through your mind that you're like, I'm going to lick this guy right now. Like, what's the point of that? Makes absolutely no sense. Just like this play. This play made no sense to do at the time. Had no impact on the game. All it's going to do is give the Blue Jackets more fuel to come out and take game four, go up 3-1 in the series, because really, outside of it, it was just it just looked dirty. And you know plays like this are getting to a point where you gotta you need to know everybody's opinion because Wayne Gretzky was even asked about it. And this is what Wayne Gretzky, the great one, had to say. He said, first of all, not my prerogative. It's up to the National Hockey League on whether or not Marshawn should have any sort of penalty given to him. Because what we have now in the NHL, we have a great refereeing and analyzing what's best for the game. And I'm sure the NHL will take care of it properly. He was pressed a bit more. If he thought the punch was dirty and he explained, didn't see the game. You have to see the whole game to understand what happened. Clearly saying, hey, you don't know. Maybe the guy did something to him earlier on in the game. Doesn't matter. He goes, but then he was asked, was it considered a cheap shot? Do you think it was cheap for the punch and what happened? And Gretzky simply just laughed and said, we've all been punched, which is true. 
every guy in the NHL at some point in their career has definitely gotten punched. Definitely taken a hard knock. All of that. Great point. But you got to look at this play for what it is in the moment. And it's dirty. Should he have gotten suspended or anything like that? No. I don't think so personally. And I don't watch that much hockey. But just in general, what he did. Yeah, it was kind of a dick move. But what are you going to do about it? At this point, it had zero effect. Guy was fine. Nobody got actually hurt. Play was in stoppage time. Game was over. Game was decided. Why affect the next game for something as minimal as that? If he had actually done something, maybe the guy fell to the ground, actually got hurt. Who knows? Maybe if he did a soccer flop, something more would have come out of it. But he didn't. So, therefore, Marshawn's going to be able to play. Who knows if that makes a difference. If I'm sure if he has a few goals in the next game and is the deciding factor, Columbus fans are going to go nuts. Be like, he shouldn't have even been playing. That's for the NHL to decide. The NHL has clearly made it seem that nothing is going to happen. You would think if something was going to, it had already been put down by now. Give everybody at least a day's warning before the game. But it hasn't. That's it. So he's going to play. Besides that, don't have much else to talk about with hockey because, like I said, don't have huge knowledge of it. Not a big hockey guy. The fact that I've talked about it now consistently for a few weeks is because of you. Props to you guys for making me want to talk about hockey. I mean, it is the Stanley Cup playoffs. You got to. But besides that, that's all. I just really want to talk about Marshawn and the fact that he licked people last year and punched people in the back of the head this year. It's really all I wanted to talk about. Plain and simple. Same guy licking dudes, same guy punching dudes. Just weird. So we're going to take another quick break here from Thrive Fantasy, and then we'll be right back. Daily fantasy sports have taken the world by storm, and Thrive Fantasy has a whole new twist. Make prop picks on only the top players in each game, no more sifting through the 12th man of a basketball roster, then sit back and enjoy the action. 12-Ounce Sports and Thrive Fantasy have now partnered to offer our listeners free house money to play with. Just use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS during your next deposit to receive the bonus. That's Thrive Fantasy and the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. Now go win. All right, thanks to Thrive Fantasy again. Go check it out. You don't want to miss it. All the great stuff over there all the time. Now we're going to get into some MLB. First month, April, first full month is in the books. And what can we tell you? Well, we can tell you a lot of things, such as the Red Sox, not so great. They have won the last 8 out of 12. Rays, pretty really, pretty really, pretty good. Dodgers and Bellinger, fantastic, like we thought they'd be. First team to 20 wins. What does that tell you? Well, if you look at the past three seasons in the MLB, first team to 20 wins in a season has gone on to win the World Series. Cubs, Astros, Red Sox, past three World Series winners. Looking good for the Dodgers. They've been to the World Series the past two years. Third time with charm, maybe? Time will only tell. I mean, getting Clayton Kershaw back and into his top form will definitely be helpful. So we'll see if he can get there. But so far, things are looking good for them. Yankees, more injuries, still winning. So a lot of stuff going on. Recent, some big injuries happening. Last night, by last night, I mean Wednesday night, 
Corey Kluber took a liner off his forearm, fractured his forearm, and that is not good. Do you want to know why it's not good? Because Kluber has won the Cy Young Award twice. He's one of the he has not looked great this year, but still, he is one of the strongest pitchers in the league, especially when he finally gets on a roll. And without him, the Indians are in trouble because they already have Mike Clevenger and Danny Salazar sidelined with injuries. Nobody knows when they're going to come back. Now you just basically have Trevor Bauer. So depending on how this goes, how long he's going to be out for, it's a displaced, non-displaced fracture of the right ulna. If you want to get technical with his medical terms, that's what it is. But if he is going to be out for a long extended period of time, the Indians aren't going to be in the hunt maybe somehow for the AL Central, which could happen. Pitching is a key factor. The Indians' strong suit going into this season was their starting pitching, and as you can see, it's deteriorating all around them. So that could mean Bauer might be on the move by the trade deadline to get some young pieces, maybe start rebuilding for the Indians. We already know, based on a few weeks ago before the season even started, they're not looking to pay any of their big stars in the near future any big bucks, so enjoy them while you can. So it'll be interesting to see. If you did not see the play last night, though, it is kind of crazy. The ball hit Kluber and just dropped. He absorbed all the force of a 102-mile-per-hour line drive right back at him. Barely flinched. I mean, the guy acted cool as could be, tried to still make a play by using his glove to try to get the ball to first base. Clearly, it wasn't going to happen. He knew something was wrong. He knew something happened to his arm. But, I mean, that's, that's what happens during the season. Pitchers go down, players go down, weird accidents, weird injuries. I always give pitchers a lot of credit. Never wanted to be a pitcher. I love playing first base is what I played when I played baseball. Pitching, did it a few times. Always was terrified something was going to come back at me. Happened one time to me, broke my nose. Yeah, other balls came back at me plenty of times, but got nailed on the nose once and I was like, eh, I'm good. I'm not even that great of a pitcher. I just have a cool sidearm pitch that works once in a while. That was really that was my thing. I was a reliever. That was it. You don't you don't care about my high school career. Let's be honest. But just night after night, you have these gigantic men like Judge swinging hidden line drives back at you. Sometimes sometimes they make contact with you. Sometimes they don't. So I give pitchers a lot of credit, especially ones like Kluber, who have done it well and get hit and definitely will go back on that mount. Plain and simple. Besides the Corey Kluber injury, though, Indians, yeah, they might just be sellers at this point because if the Twins, you know, have a clear path now to the AL Central, especially if the Indians falter, which when your starting pitching gets hurt, you have a good chance. I mean, the Red Sox starting pitching isn't even hurt. You've already hurt, but still, they're not doing anything. So you never know. Who knows? Tampa Bay doesn't have top. They have a few good starters, but... They still go with a lot of reliever work, so Indians can try it out. You never know is all I'm saying. But besides that, a lot of different things going on in baseball right now. You have Thor Noah Syndergaard, who yesterday did something that has not been done since 1983. So fun fact is he tossed a no, not a no-hitter, he tossed a shutout, and the only run of the game was off a home run by him. Talk about giving yourself the run support and making sure it stays. 
I mean, that's just, that's just impressive. To be a pitcher, hit your own home run, a solo shot, and go a full nine innings for the shutout, that's just awesome. That must be a great feeling. That that has to be like the best thing in the world. Like nobody else can say anything to you that day. Because you're like, oh yeah? What you do to help us win? Did you hit a home run? No, I did. Did you strike that guy out in nine innings? No, I did. Like it's just it's just kind of awesome. But besides that, pretty cool. Best moment of the week by far. Had to go again to a team involving the Mets. Jesse Winker of the Reds had an all-time trolling moment. Few games ago, hit a you know home run, helped the Reds win, got the out, waved to the crowd, let them know, hey, see ya, have fun, you're going home. Then after that, the next night, he sealed another Reds win with a sliding catch down the left field line, caught it right next to the crowd, popped up and immediately started waving at the crowd again, which doubling down on what you already did the night before, fantastic. If you haven't seen the video, you have to just because of how petty and amazing it is. But then, when that happens, and you have to face the Mets again for a third time, and the pitcher on the mound is Noah Syndergaard, and we just talked about what he just did, you're going to get trolled back. Especially when in the top of the ninth inning, you argue a call third strike, you let the home plate umpire know about it, and what happens? You get ejected. So what do you think New York fans did? Yeah, they waved right back at Jesse Winker. It was just a great back and forth, this whole three-game series. Winker versus the Mets fans. Not something you thought about. Because you're probably thinking, who's Jesse Winker? Because that's exactly what I was doing. But now, I know who he is. I know he's an awesome guy. MLB letting the kids play. Fantastic moment. The MLB definitely has somebody young running their Twitter account now because they even showed him waving goodbye and made comments in a positive nature about it going on. That wouldn't have happened a few years ago. Not at all. Not by a long shot. So maybe the MLB is letting the kids play, trying to force those whole unwritten rules, kind of push back, push back against the old guard, let the new guys come in and maybe really actually be supportive of letting the kids play. It's a good thing? I think so. I know Scott at Craft Boot Sports wants to see the unwritten rules kind of disappear. Got the shadow again. Scott, you're on a roll just week after week. Good. I got to give it to Scott because Scott saw Endgame for the Avengers like three days before it came out and did not spoil it for anybody, including myself. So I appreciate that. So he gets another shout out. But anyway, yeah, Jesse Winker, great time. Great moment trolling with the fans. Just fun for everybody. If you can't be have fun with it, what's the point? Honestly, like... Just go out, have a good time with all of it. And that's exactly what they did. Last thing to talk about in the MLB of just main big storylines, at least for the past week, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. made his much-awaited debut in the major leagues. He's been up for a few games now. He's been in for about a full week. Has he done anything spectacular? No. He's got a few hits, a few walks, struck out a few times. It's not... Getting on base a lot. But who cares? He's a young, talented guy, and he has shown flashes of that talent. That's all we can hope for. Give him a month or two. If in like two months he's still hitting 200, hasn't gotten really many things going for him, 
maybe then you consider sending him back down. But he's kind of rejuvenated the Blue Jays fan base because they have nothing else right now. Their team is not great. They're not expected to do much. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's going to Toronto Raptor playoff games. He's getting jerseys. He's having a good time. It's great. His dad's get back in the spotlight. One thing, MLB, maybe I, I get it. His dad's a Hall of Famer. We all love Vlad. He was great. But maybe don't cut to him every single time anything happens with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Just a thought. We don't need to see dad's reaction on every single thing. Show him in the exciting moment. Show him for his first home run, first hit, first RBI. Those things. We don't need it like after every out. That, that's all I would say about that. Besides that, go crazy, have a ball, show Vlad, but, you know, keep it to a point where it's not going to get overwhelming and sickening for fans. We don't, we just don't need to see it every single time. Plain and simple. That was a very long breath in if you heard that. But that's it for MLB, really. I don't want to, you know, dive into MLB that much all the time, every single week. Unless there are big stories, because you get it. It's a long season. I don't want to bore you guys with all this different Major League talk. What we are going to talk about, final few things to hit on, are the NFL draft. We're going to talk about best wishes and what were you thinking. That's all going to be coming up after another ad break for tickets. That's right. We're doing three ad breaks this week. Why? It's my show, and I say we can. All right, so here's a way to get some cheap tickets. Did you know a recent NBA basketball ticket on 12 Ounce Sports Radio was only $5? That's right. You can buy event tickets on 12 Ounce Sports Radio for extremely low prices. Go to www.12OunceSportsRadio.com and click the event tickets page on the menu and browse. You won't believe how easy and inexpensive it is to attend your next event, so be sure to go to www. 12OunceSportsRadio.com and click the event tickets page on our site. All right, so last but not least, we're just going to hit on a few things. Like I said, NFL draft, just a roundup of kind of what happened there, best wishes, and what were you thinking? Some news came out later that didn't know about, so I figured I should touch on it now after, you know, taking a. Sorry to tell you people how the sausage is made. I record part of this show on Thursday nights. Yeah, do the rest Friday. This is not live. Crazy. But some news came out last night that I just I figured I had to touch on, so I saved it for the second part of recording, and we'll get to that. But anyway, NFL draft, NFL news, all of that. So after we talked about the first round last Friday, Kyler Murray, all that fun stuff, going number one to the Cardinals. You knew the Cardinals were going to do something, anything, to get rid of Josh Rosen. That's just how it seemed. You didn't. I, nobody expected. If you thought both were going to go into training camp, duking it out for the number one quarterback spot, you're crazy. It just wasn't going to happen. Steve Smith thought Josh Rosen sort of argued and not argued, fought for his spot, tried to get that number one quarterback spot. It wouldn't have mattered. He does not fit Cliff Kingsbury's offensive system. It would not have worked. He would have been on the bench. It would have made it look way worse and would have been harder to do anything with Rosen at that time. You would have been lucky to get like a fourth for him at that point. 
Instead, what they did was they went to a quarterback-needy team that did not get a quarterback in that first round, the Miami Dolphins. They have Fitzmagic. They know he's a temporary quarterback. Why not go out and get a second round, and I think it was a fourth or fifth round pick for Rosen, who's got four years. You got time to build around him, see what he's made of before you make a decision. All I hope is they don't do what has been shown in next year's 2020 mock draft and take Tua Tagliavolia from Alabama, number one. If you do that, this trade makes no sense. Because if you're not going to give Rosen at least two years to see what he has, what's the point? Give him two years because guess what? If you're really bad, in two years you get Trevor Lawrence, who I think is better than Tua. That's how you, that's how you should look at it. That Plain and simple. Give Rosen two years. Let him see what he has. Learn the system. Get into the system. That's first year. Second year, he understands what's going on. See if you can make it work. If not, fine. Then I get it. But do not, after one year, draft Tua. It would just it would just make no sense at all. So that's that. That's what you kind of thought was going to happen. Other interesting moves. Uh, Will Greer from West Virginia, the quarterback, got drafted by the Panthers. Why that's interesting is because Cam Newton isn't that old. You don't expect him to retire anytime soon. But he is very injury prone. What could happen is if Cam gets severely hurt, Greer could take over. And who knows if that pushes Cam out, if Greer can get stay hot, stay healthy, stay on the field, all of that. So it could be an interesting situation in Carolina. If you, ha- if you have any issues... Just have Christian McCaffrey interfere. Because if you have not seen that guy, he looks like the Hulk. I get the pictures. Probably are zoomed in. But seriously, has he been tested? Has anybody has anybody known what, what is he eating? What is he doing? Because that guy is jacked. Like, it's ridiculous. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check it out. The man looks like a monster. I don't know who's tackling him this year. Like, Seriously. I don't think anybody's going to be able to take him down. And he's so small. He's just, he's the new muscle hamster. Forget Doug Martin. Give it to him. He, I mean, he's tiny, he's muscular. Muscle hamster McCaffrey. That actually has a really good ring to it. Trademarking it. You heard it here first. Sports stands. Muscle hamster McCaffrey. Carolina Panthers. All right. Besides that, besides Greer, I found that move interesting. Not many other things. DK Metcalf went into the second round to the Seahawks, which that pick looks more significant now because as one of the better wide receivers in this draft, Seahawks need wide receivers. Maybe even more now with the news that Doug Baldwin could end up retiring early due to injuries sustained the past few years. Nobody knows. I'm sure as training camp goes on and maybe he sees how his body reacts to everything, we find out more. But so that seems like a good pickup for them. By the way, with the Rosen trade, the Cardinals got Andy Isabella. Shout out to my UMass alumni. That's where I'm from. That's where I went. Speedy wide receiver. Guy that can definitely fill a void once Larry Fitzgerald finally retires. Who knows when that will be? But when he finally does. Besides that, some other major news. Derek Johnson and Jamal Charles both have decided to sign one-day contracts with the Chiefs to retire. End of an era, you can kind of say. Those guys were huge parts of the Chiefs for years. Charles leaves as the all-time leading rusher for the team. And Johnson is definitely one of the best defensive players they ever had. 
Granted, they did, it did not result in many playoff wins, but they had great careers. So that there you go. Hall of Famers, who knows? But definitely guys that made a huge impact for that franchise. So besides that, with NFL, you have the Texans signing former Charger safety Adai. So that's just like some minor news. But in general, that's the NFL draft. It was fun. Those were just some minor things, a part of that, that I thought were interesting. Outside of that, we're going to go through best wishes and what were you thinking. We're going to do what were you thinking first because, really, it just makes more sense. D'Angelo Russell was cited for marijuana possession at LaGuardia Airport following a baggage check, which they found marijuana in an Arizona iced tea can that was trying to hide it. Russell, come on. Everybody knows the Arizona iced tea can trick. It's got the false bottom. You put it in. You think it's going to disguise it. It's not. And really, where were you going that you needed to bring marijuana with you? Like, what were you thinking? You just left the playoffs. You had a good season. You're going to become a free agent. You want teams to want you. I mean, I don't know you're restricted. You want to come back to the Nets, but... But... Not a good look. We get it. Every professional athlete, I think, at least in the NBA and NFL, smokes. If you don't, fine, but I would feel like the majority does. Mostly for pain, at least from what it seems. So help with the pain that you're dealing with, daily grinds. I get it. You're 23. You got to know wherever you're going. Somebody that can at least supply you. This isn't me condoning drug deals and all that stuff. This is just me saying, come on, you got to be smarter with what you're doing. You are a multi-million dollar athlete who needs his next contract. Because, I mean, you're 23. There's money that you got from the first contract. It's not going to last you forever. Don't throw it away by being dumb. Don't do what Josh Gordon does where you get caught with this type of thing. Because now there's a target on you. The NBA is definitely going to check you all the time. Like, this isn't something that's just going to, you know, blow away and be forgotten about. You're going to get drug tested quite often now, I would think. And it's going to be random, but it's not going to be random. We all know it. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Like, just, I don't get it. I don't get when when you hear stories about this, it just makes no sense. There's no reason, no matter what you're doing, where you're going, that... You need to try to hide. You're going on an airplane. You know how strict everything is. You know there's dogs at the airport that are trained specifically to sniff this stuff out. So what are you doing, D'Angelo? I don't... What were you thinking? Plain and simple. I just want to know. I'm just trying to help. I'm just a buddy here. Trying to understand all of it. Because guess what? You don't hear it happening to many professional athletes, but the ones you do, you kind of go, hmm... That doesn't seem too bright. Because it's not. Plenty of athletes smoke. Plenty of athletes don't ever have it be found out or show up or get caught at an airport with it trying to hide it to get it onto a plane. Come on. In the words of Stephen A. Smith, stay off the weed, D'Angelo. At least until you land wherever you're going. 
Leave your leave whatever supply you have behind. It does not need to fly with you. Because were you thinking about smoking on the plane? Because if you were, that's even dumber. Yeah. Just it's just facts. And if you're gonna do this, fly private. Don't get on a commercial flight. I'm pretty sure if you go private, you can go to a private airport and the security is not nearly as detailed. Kids these days, they just don't think things through. The other thing we're going to do, last thing, is best wishes. Sending them out to Danny Ainge, the Boston Celtics president, who suffered a mild heart attack in Milwaukee on Tuesday night. He received immediate medical attention and was expected to make a full recovery and will return to Boston shortly. So we're going to send best wishes to Danny because, I mean, that's just, it's scary for him and his family, especially when it happens when you're not in a familiar area. Yeah, he travels to Milwaukee, I'm sure, for games and everything like that. But to be in a whole different place than where you're comfortable, especially when you have a medical emergency such as this, mild or not, got to be frightening i'm sure his family was nervous luckily they've been in constant communication with him he's resting he feels better it is scary and he's going to make a full recovery which is great he is 60 it's not his first time he had a minor heart attack apparently back in 2009 so just something he has a history of clearly has to keep an eye on luckily they caught it nothing too serious you never want something like that to happen especially for somebody that's 60 young still Plenty of time left to live. So best wishes to Danny Ainge. Hope he gets better. Besides that, that's all I got for you today. Best wishes are over. Don't care about many of the teams in the playoffs. Anybody can win except the Warriors in my eyes. For basketball, hockey, happy for everybody. Doesn't matter who. There's no Canadian team, so, you know, I'm totally fine with it. But that's all I got for this week. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. Have that mint julep. They're fantastic. Enjoy betting. If you do, make sure you go to my bookie. If you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, go out and see that. Because pretty much everybody's going to spoil for it by Monday. I think even the director said by Monday, if you haven't seen it, tough. So that's all we have for you this week, though. Make sure you check me out at sportsdance underscore on Twitter. The Sports Stance on Instagram. The Sports Stance on Facebook. Send me a message. Let me know your stance on sports. Love to hear it. Check out Craft Root Sports. Check out all the other great shows on 12 on Sports Network. And just overall, have a good weekend. Be nice to one another. Hopefully it's sunny where you are. And if it's not, eh, pretend like it is. Have a good weekend, everyone. The sport stance.